Welcome to Practice Care with Carl White, the podcast where we help practice owners in healthcare know just enough about the business side to make good business decisions and keep their practices independent. Now our host, Carl. It's really easy to say a heartfelt thank you, really authentic to one person. But what if you wanted to show appreciation in a personalized way to 25 people or 125 people? How on earth do you do that? Well, if you have clients and referral sources, those numbers or bigger numbers are your numbers. And today we're going to talk about how to break that down. I'm Carl White, principal at Mark Advisory Group, which is a healthcare marketing agency. And I'm also the host of Practice Care, simplified advice, bite-sized advice for the business side of your practice. And today my guest is Matt Deutschman. Matt is fourth generation in his family in the promotional products industry. And if you've made it through fourth generations as a family business, you know you figured out a lot of really important things about how to succeed. And he also founded Double Take Promotional Marketing in 2010. Double Take focuses on strategy over product to help convert clients into referral sources, recruits into team members, employees into brand advocates, and customers into raving fans. Matt, it's good to see you again as always. And thanks for coming on Practice Care. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. So saying thank you to lots of people, the last time I did that myself, I think I was, that was our wedding actually in writing the hundred or so thank you. And they were all personalized because we knew what they gave us, tracked it all. And so writing, it just took a long time. But in business, we want to try to find the best of both. Saying, doing something personalized without breaking our back, so to speak, in terms of time and energy to do it. So can you just get us started on this? Give us a client example where somebody you're thinking of who, who you think does this well. Yeah, that's a good example that you used of, of wedding gift thank yous. That's something that I think all newlyweds dread actually doing. And that's and those are the and, memories. <laughs> and, and for that reason, that's a good, like, it's a good business use case of why, yes, of course, if you can give a personalized gift or a personalized thank you card to every single person who does something to add value to your business, that's obviously the ideal way, the pinnacle of making a maximum impact. But it's just not scalable, as all newlyweds will tell you. Right. <laughs> so what we do in helping our business clients is helping them kind of break that down, get deeper to understand the commonalities between all of their recipients of gifts and thank yous so that we can do something that is going to have the widest appeal for the largest amount of people that they want to show appreciation to. So we work with a lot of clients in different industries. But the one that I'll give an example of that is kind of, I think, best use case for our conversation is actually a marketing firm that does sets up marketing programs for the legal industry. So they help law firms set up referral thank you campaigns, basically, because uh, you know most legal practices thrive on referrals from other law practices, attorneys who don't focus on the same practice area, which is similar to the medical community. And something that is really important within that projects that we set up for those types of clients is really just starting with the strategy of understanding the target market first, understanding who the recipients are going to be first. So that way we can then figure out whether we're going to tier the system, do a top tier of gifts and budget a larger amount for gifts for folks that refer more frequently or larger value cases on a more frequent basis. Um, they maybe have a middle tier and then sometimes have a, a lower tier of everyone that is still, it's important to show something of value. And maybe that's just a, a thank you card that goes out, but 
something that still helps the business stay top of mind and make a valuable touch point with the people in that market. Okay. It really starts with just understanding the recipients so that whatever gift you're sending out, if we're doing a personalized promotional gift, it's something that's going to appeal to the widest amount of people that are in that recipient pool. Okay. You said a word that always raises my attention, which is strategy. And I'll raise my hand and say, I never quite thought about strategy with gratitude or gift giving, but it's a word I love because in marketing, it's essential in lots of parts of life. It's essential. So what do you mean when you say strategy in this context? Well, it's not to remove the personal element or to remove the altruism from the concept of gratitude and saying thank you. But when you're, you're talking about you know, making sound business decisions about how to grow a practice and how to express gratitude, there has to be some sort of strategy employed to who is on your list. Who, you know, so what does that mean? How do you build your list? Is it people who have referred business to you in the past, people who show potential to refer business your way in the future? So it, it really is a lot of time, it's looking at some of your best in the B2B sector. It's looking at who are your best clients? How did you, what was that journey? How did, the, how did you obtain those clients? Where did you receive those referrals from? And then trying to replicate those relationships or incentivize additional referrals from those same referral sources. The same can be said for, for medical practices. It's who refers the bulk of your business? Who is what types of other you know, medical practices or what other types of businesses are more apt to refer patients your way? And be strategic about developing relationships with businesses that could become referral sources and take your existing referral sources and tap into them more deeply and, and really show gratitude. It's again, it's not, it's not rocket science and it's also not you know, removing the personal element. It's genuinely, authentically saying thank you for something that has been clearly a win-win situation in the past, they wouldn't refer business your way if it wasn't also you know, making them look good, providing additional value to their patients, their clients. If it wasn't doing something positive to refer them to you in the first place, then, then they wouldn't be doing it. So you know, it's just coming from a position of genuinely, authentically showing gratitude, saying thank you, and, but employing a strategy for doing so, not just being willy-nilly. What does a strategy look like? It may mean doing it certain times throughout the year, maybe doing it to a certain frequency, doing it quarterly or doing it twice a year or around the holidays is a common time, but there are other times throughout the year to, to really stand out. So employing those kinds of strategies around timing, frequency, who's on your list, tiering your list. Like I said before, th those are the kinds of things that go into that strategic planning. And then Kind of the last piece of it is something that, you know, is what my business is most known for. But that's why I say in what you read earlier that we're strategy over product. Strategy comes first. Then the last piece of it is, yeah, of course, we're here to use our knowledge of the millions of different products at our disposal to figure out what's going to be the best promotional product to brand with your graphics that's going to have the most lasting and most meaningful impact on the recipients. Right. So, so the smart business move, for example, would be a local orthodontist who kind of keeps tabs on, hey, have any new dentists moved into town? Have any new dentists joined a practice? It would make sense for me to try to authentically get to know them, introduce myself, see if there's a relationship just to both ways, right? That can strike up. And then should referrals happen, maybe even if not, express some gratitude for it, right? Express some gratitude that they're in the community, that they've supported you, vice versa. And it's, it's that last part, right, that we're talking about. I'm curious for the, the law firm example, like even a piece of an example of 
you know, a top tier, what's something that was in the top tier thank you package? Sure. Maybe something that was in the lowest tier thank you. There's not really the whole thing, but just to give listeners a sense of, because we're talking about this, but just like a, a quick example. Yeah, for sure. Well, so, and so to give it a little context, that client of ours is the marketing firm that does oh, right. marketing for, for law firms. And what we've actually done is we've set up a web store for them that they can integrate directly into the practice management software that their law firm clients have so that they can choose a gift from a list on our web store. And whenever a referral or whenever they kind of sign on a new referral source, they just sort of, it's a box. They just check in their CRM system that a gift automatically goes out to, um, to their, uh, uh, their new referral source. So it's a way of, of really making it a seamless process that's integrated into their you know, new client, new referral source onboarding process. And so some of the gifts in the top tier are, they could be like really nice cooler bags with picnic sets. And it could be like a BYOB wine opener set that we do some like high-end drinkware, like Yeti is a popular brand, but you know, brands comparable to Yeti's, different tumblers and things like that. We've also done like you know, tech products like Bluetooth speakers and just other, other kind of like tech-related things like that. So yeah, it really runs the gamut, but it was things that, that we developed for that program that would kind of appeal to attorneys. And some of those things are kind of universally appreciated items that it's not just like targeted after law firms, but, you know, we kind of vetted some products first to make sure that it was things that would appeal to that target market. Sure. Sure. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that have to be in place in order to say thank you at scale. But if there were like one or two of them, somebody who hasn't done this and they're listening to this and they're going, you know, we really ought to do something like this. What would you say, you know, are there a couple of big pieces that, that should be in place? Yeah. I mean, the clear thing that needs to be done to implement any sort of scale is starting to track. If, if it's not something that practice is already doing, we probably already are tracking where new business comes from. So that's how you kind of build your list and start to understand who you're top referral sources are, and then also see if there's kind of a pattern that, oh, you know, like you use the example of an orthodontist. I think it's, it's fairly obvious that orthodontists would receive referral, referrals from dental practices, but to even kind of drill down deeper, is it new dental practices that move into the area or, or start up? Is it dental practices that specialize in pediatric dentistry or family dentistry? You know, like, is there some kind of pattern that they can key into and say, okay, you know, yeah, we get referrals from a lot of this type of medical practice, but it's really this attribute that we want to hone in because that's where we get, that's an even stronger indication that that's going to be a top referral source for us. So that's, I would say the first step is really like following the path back from where we got our new patients and building that list of who our top referral sources are. And then, you know, kind of the rest, you know, to use that example that we did for, that we do for that legal marketing practice, where it's, it's a seamless integration directly into this, their CRM. That's a pretty advanced way of doing it. But even on the sort of the more basic side, we still are able to handle all of the packaging and hitting and drop shipping and mailing of the merchandise on behalf of our clients. And that's, you know, usually a major obstacle that we see, even if, companies recognize the value in sending out something to show gratitude. The idea of like packing together all these packages and mailing them out, what am I going to the post office now? How do I even do this? 
that becomes so daunting that they just don't do it fairly often. So yep, it's buying um, the 300 so. envelopes for all those thank you notes at the <laughs> wedding and the stamps and the everything. It's, right, you do right. it. So the idea of having to do it all yourself is just crushing. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so we've worked really hard to really take the logistical hurdle out of the way for clients. And I, so I'd say that's the other thing is to like, not look at that as this like mammoth task, like, okay, I've got my list, but now how am I going to do this all? Well, there are companies out there, whether it's ours or many others that can actually do a lot of those painful logistics on your behalf. To make it easy. And, and I, which is crucial. And I think of it as even one step before that, I just, I don't even have to see what I picture in my mind, a product catalog and it's an inch and a half thick. And on every page, there's 30 or 40 choices. And I already want to shoot myself. Like, how the <laughs> hell am I, you know, there's probably half this catalog would appeal to my client base. So my God, how do you make it easy? I can't be the only one who stares at that and goes, <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> well, and the e-commerce equivalent is the, yeah, the website with a million products and you're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And you're like, okay, when does this end? Well, and that's, it never you know, ends. <laughs> and shamefully, that's what our website is. Is if, you, if you're just kind of like looking at our product database on our website, but that's kind of like, that's the value that we provide. That's our job. You know, we're immersed in that behind the scenes day in, day out. So that's where we provide value to clients also is sorting through all of that on the back end and coming to our clients with a limited slate of options to say, hey, right. here's what we've seen work really well and what we'd recommend for your target market once we kind of do the work to understand the target market. Right, more. right. Now we were all taught to say thank you growing up, but I imagine nevertheless, you get some objections to doing this. Maybe somebody starts down the path with you and then they stop or they, I don't know, you're talking to somebody, they go, ah, it doesn't, what kind of objections do you get? Like who would object to saying thank you? You know? <laughs> well, it's kind of to that last point. It's like, it's, it's sort of a catch 22. The objection we see sometimes is like, well, I don't want to send something just generic to everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. So like how we let off this conversation, like, yeah, I mean, if you can, like, I would never send a bulk gift, you know, something that's like a, you know, like a bulk item to my wife for her birthday. Of course, I'm going to, you know, personalize the gift to my wife and make sure it's like something that's truly customized for her. But I don't have the bandwidth to do that for everyone I know and everyone in my business, you know, so like, yeah, I mean, if you have the bandwidth to maybe like you know, even to going back to the conversation of tiering, to have like a top, top, top tier where you like truly personalize a thank you or a gift or whatever. I mean, by all means, that's the, I wouldn't dispute that that's the best way to go about it. But at some point, you've got a business to run. You don't have the bandwidth to employ that level of customization and personalization with every single person that it would make sense to send a gift to. So yeah, the objections we see are like, well, it's too generic. Or on the flip side, it's like, that's eh, too much work. So I think where our sweet spot is kind of like meeting in the middle and doing the personalization at scale. And you know, it's sort of the next best thing. But the point is to still do something because there is always value to it. And I guess that's where kind of like the next objection would be is like, well, is it like quantifiable? How do I Am how I do I quantify back on this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do I quantify the return on investment of sending out, you know, thank you packages? And it's the you know, and I'm sure you know. There's more that we could say on what is and isn't quantifiable throughout the scope of marketing tactics. But this is a tactic that's not going to be one of the most quantifiable. But you know, it's something that you could still recognize there is value to, and still is. It's still important and yeah. beneficial overall. 
it's an important point and it's not something I love about my beloved marketing industry is there's it's not even a new it's not new and it's not a movement. I just don't know what else to call it is if you can't measure it, it's not worth it. And trust me, here at Market Advisory, we measure every last thing that we can, but there are some things that you do that have a payoff that you're just never going to know about because it's just not trackable. So in this example, you say thank you to somebody, or I'll pick a different example. Let's imagine you are at a business association event. You have a really nice conversation with somebody. And six months later, you pick up a new patient and you're never going to know, but it tracked all the way back to that conversation that you had at that association event where you clearly made a good impression. Doctor owners, you don't think of it this way, but you were kind of showing your brand probably. And that's marketing and you're never <laughs> going to know. But does that mean that you're instead at that association event going to stand in a corner and not talk to anybody or be a jerk to everybody because you just don't know how it's going to pay off? Of course not. Of course not. And right. we were joking before this that you know our mothers taught us to say thank you. They didn't teach us to count the thank yous we got back. <laughs> you know, they just taught us to say thank you and please and be gracious and have gratitude because life's just better that way. And so everything I also say to people, look, you, you should look at your marketing every once in a while, all of it. And if you think that things are not working or this or that, then you have every right to change it or stop it. And so too, in this case, maybe you would try a different way or maybe you take a break. I don't know. But in the idea of you had said, it's kind of a long game. You know, it's people who do this year in and year out, they just kind of take the long view of their business. And it's just, it's like, forget about it's being nice to say thank you, which it is. It's just a good idea to say thank you to somebody who's done something beneficial for your business, even though you may never be able to track the return on the, the few seconds it took you to say thank you to that person. You know? Sure. This is more of like a sales statistic, but I think you need to make like, Upwards of, on average, upwards of like seven to 10 touch points with a potential buyer before they'll even schedule a meeting with you, usually. Mm -hmm. But those touch points come in various shapes and sizes. It's not just, you know, seven to 10 phone calls, it's seven to 10 phone calls, emails. It can be connecting with someone on LinkedIn. It could be them seeing a social media post. It could be a handwritten note that you send them. And, and so, again, that's more of like a sales tactic, but marketing is the same way. I don't know what the statistic is, you know, or if it's even quantifiable, how many impressions someone needs to see of a brand in the medical field before they'll, you know, they'll engage. But certainly every impression helps to kind of round out the scope of what that brand means to the potential patient and legitimizes the brand. So, you know, taking the example of a referral source, yeah, it's or a potential referral source saying thank you or showing gratitude or sending a gift to try to deepen a relationship with a potential referral source. These are all things that are a piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. There are certainly quantifiable uses for promotional products, but they're not all appropriate in this setting. You know, right. not every promotional product use can be like, hey, fill out this form and we'll send you, you know, this item of swag. Well, then you can quantify how many people filled out the form or whatever, like, you know, or refer us a new patient. And if they've mentioned your name, then you'll get this hat yeah. or whatever. Like, not just everything so, just is so somebody in the back room of the, yeah. of the practice can, can track <laughs> all the tally marks. In fact, here it is. I mean, right. Here's the answer. So, it is a universal truth that one of the most expensive items, line items of any business is acquiring a new customer in the world of marketing. But once you've got a new client or a customer, patient, or referral source, it's a heck of a lot less expensive to keep them 
than it is to go get an equivalent new one. So even if we can't slap a dollar value or any kind of ratio on the return on investment of saying thank you to a trusted referral source, I bet you it's a whole heck of a lot better than trying to go find another one, even though you're going to try to find another one anyway. So maybe there it's it is. Pro- you have to do both. Yeah. You can't, it's you not have to mean do that you have to do no lead generation, but yeah, that's a great point. The one thing I'll add to it even is that it's not just, you know, I think it's like something in the order of like seven times easier to repeat it's a, not even a, close. You know, business yeah. than, than to acquire new business, but it's also that much easier to upsell someone on additional business than to upsell someone you've never done business with. So that the lifetime value of that client can continue to expand the longer they are a client or a patient in this Which case. doesn't happen too much like in the medical world, but think of it this way. Let's go back to that orthodontist who's, who does a really nice job maintaining relationships with local dentists. And then a new local dentist moves into the area. Eventually, pretty quickly, the local dentist is going to get to know the other local dentists. Say, which orthodontist do you refer patients to? I refer him to you know, Dr. Smith. He's, he's just really good and all the things that you want to be able to say about that referral are true, of course, that new dentist is going to consider. And what did the orthodontist do? You just did a really nice job the way that they were trained and want to do. And maybe there's a thank you in there occasionally, but they would have done that anyway. And so it all, there's the virtuous circle of just, you know, the last sort of bow on the whole relationship is, hey, thanks. Thanks for sending patients our way. We know you have choices and we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And there it is. And that's a lot less money and time and whatever you're going to spend, that takes less time than having a coffee with a new dentist <laughs> or a coffee <laughs> with anybody, right? I mean, there it is. Well, we could- Maybe not a coffee because it stains your teeth though, right? True. Oh, yeah, okay. true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Glass of water. Exactly. Yeah. We could talk a lot about this, but just in the interest of kind of bringing us home, is there anything that you think our listeners should know that I should have asked you about or that a question would have generated, but just didn't ask you about? No, I think it just something else I, I was considering mentioning when you asked about objections. Also, like timing tends to be something that we get asked about a lot. The holidays are a very common time for people to send thank you gifts to referral sources, to new patients, whether it's a card or a gift. And if it depends, like kind of how you operate it within your practice, if you have a regular cadence of doing it more frequently than just once per year, but a lot of our clients, they'll do it around the holidays. Sometimes we get asked, well, is, is holiday season the best time to do this? Because aren't you kind of, isn't your gift going to get lost in the sea of all the others? In the sea of all the others that are coming at this time, right? And so it kind of goes back to that other point of like doing it at any point is better than not doing it at all. So don't let that be the reason why you don't do it or hold off because it's still going to make an impact. But I would say that if you're just starting out at something like this, the holidays is a good time. There is this kind of like, we all feel it. There is a swell of gratitude, whether you kind of like, whether you have a faith based connection to holiday season or not. I think we can all agree that there's like a, just everybody seems to be, to have gratitude on their mind a little bit more. So kind of tapping into that wave of gratitude, there is a, you know, a business case to be made for that, that it's a good time to do it. But there's also a valid case to be made for the opposite. Like, you know, do it off the beaten path in terms of timing. If you're only going to do it once per year, we have a client that they say that like we own Valentine's Day. Again, it's a legal practice. We don't work exclusively with legal practices, but this just happens to be another example. They send out gifts to all of their clients and referral sources on Valentine's Day every year. And it's just like a thing that like they want to be known for. And 
that's fine. That's their thing. You know? So like, if you want to do it at kind of off the norm times of the year, or if you have more of a regular cadence where you're doing it quarterly or whatnot, that's something that, that is, you know, usually even more effective, but I'd say that's, that's the only other thing I'd add just in terms of like the timing of it. It's any time is better than no time. I mean, there are cases to be made pro con for holidays, but it's kind of whatever you think is the best fit. It almost sounds like, you know, if we step back, just get started to do something like don't make perfect the enemy of the good, right? Just pick something, Absolutely. pick a day, pick a, don't worry. You're not going to insult anybody who you think you will. You're not going to, whatever other stoppages are in your mind or barriers, they're probably only in your mind. Just pick something and go. It's a gift. No one's expecting it when they do receive it. They're going to be overjoyed. They don't talk to each other. Yeah. They're going to be so happy. They're going to be so grateful. They're going to thank you. And how many opportunities do you in business get to have someone say thank you to you? You know, so it's uh, that's the meaningful connection you're building by doing this. Right. And then my other kind of wrap up question is if there are one or two pieces of advice to somebody who's listening who wants to get started on this, like they could, you know, start doing it as soon as, as they're done to chip away at this. Where would you tell them to start? I think we hit on it earlier, but it's uh, like just start if you're not already tracking where your new business comes from. That's the easiest and and really, I mean, beyond just a gratitude campaign. That there's other reasons why it's really important to track where you're getting your new business from. So start tracking that not just in terms of to monitor what marketing you're doing that's working, but to find who your best referral sources are. And so that's that's really the first step of it, so that you can start building out that list. And then if you need to kind of create tiers of it, and so and so refers us, you know, a dozen new patients a month, so-and-so refers us once a month, but it's, that's still awesome. You know, it, that's how you kind of figure out where people fall in that spectrum. Okay. Excellent. Well, Matt, thank you for coming on Practice Care. Really appreciate it. We're going to put your contact info in the show notes, but is there a preferred way that you have for people to get in touch with you if they want to? No, I, I, well, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on. Enjoy the conversation. Preferred way would be email. Matt at doubletakepromotionalmarketing.com. And I'm also, you can find me on LinkedIn and every other way Carl will show. It'll be in the show notes. That's right. Perfect. So a couple of other points before we finish. If you own a practice and you have a, some good experience with the business side of your practice that you want to share with others, or if you're people like Matt and me that service the private practice industry in healthcare, we really want to have you on practice care so that you can share your experience with the world so that everybody can benefit from it. On our website and on the page uh, for this episode will be a link where you can schedule to come on, tell us what your example is, and then please do that so we can get you scheduled as soon as possible. And then secondly, please make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to Practice Care on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, we would really appreciate it. Thanks very much. And until next time. Thank you for listening to Practice Care with Carl White. Make sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss another episode. You can find our guest contact information in the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode.